0: FM to get started. Peace.
1: Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host Melanie Studley.
0: Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today is day 15 of the AOM 100 Day challenge of Q&A. You send in your questions, we answer them, and have a great discussion about all kinds of stuff.
1: If you're new here, welcome. We have hundreds of episodes about hundreds of topics. Go check them out. <laughs> uh, season one is totally different from the rest of the show, so check it out specifically because it's perfectly awesome. That's right. Um, and, and
0: today's show is brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy and marriage. Go to audibletrial.com and get your free ebook, we uh, love ebooks, audiobooks, audiobooks. We learned a lot of stuff. Melanie is listening to Mel Robbins right now. Finished it, and you so finished it. Wow! Lightning um, round. Okay, go there, get your free stuff, and we do four things every time. We do a prayer, we share a past gratitude, we answer your guys' questions, and then we read a review of the day. So. Not in that order. (laughs) Check
1: it out. All right, let's start with prayer. Go for it. Um, Thank you, God, for all of our blessings. Help us to just have an amazing day, to do good things, to love people well, and to move through this world in a way that is generative and good. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Clinics. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I'm thankful
0: that you brought the kids down to Great Wolf Lodge. We went to Great Wolf Lodge Yesterday. That's why we didn't do an episode, Yeah, because uh, yeah.
1: we were at the Great Wolf Lodge, and I was like, I'm not taking my sound gear down there. We had a surprise yeah. trip, because Seth spoke there, and he was like, I might be able to get tickets. So and I surprised we got the kids. tickets,
0: and you drove them down, mm-hmm. and I was thankful for that. So it
1: was so funny. I'm thankful mom. that you got the tickets. I'm thankful that you spoke at the Great Wolf Lodge mm-hmm. and that you do stuff like that. And it was kind of the first time that we were able to um, make like where your we're actually speaking, and our kids get to go. Well, I yeah. mean, it was just Seth, but it was it just felt really awesome. And That's designing
0: the, what we want to do, yeah. Anyway, and
1: the Great Wolf Lodge is so fun. I never had been. Yeah. so it's it like really a water awesome. park and stuff. So, so right. I missed you guys yesterday. You guys talk about the best topics oh huh. thank you Thanks. um and also that's great to bring up that we are live on instagram and facebook every time we record an episode so check us out it's um facebook live and instagram live and that's what we're, we're talking to people because they're talking to us so thank you okay Brian, for that let's nice do a comment. review the day oh so. it's right there sorry
0: no problem. All right, five stars from Ecath. All right. Proud to relate. Seth and Melanie are the people you want in your tribe. Ooh, they are not only they not only hold space to relate to the really difficult parts of our closest relationships but offer solution and tools. We can't thank you enough. Keep it up. Heart emoji. Thanks. Thank you, Ecath. That's awesome.
1: That's a great yeah. review. We Thank try to, you so much. We try to do what we can.
0: Um, okay, let's go to the questions. My wife and I rarely fight, maybe a few times a year. Based on what I hear in your podcast, it seems that you both have arguments and fights at least a few times a week. <laughs> Yes, we do. Uh, how do you keep from getting emotionally damaged? It often takes a few days for us to move beyond any argument we may have had. We di- dialogue about things after our walls have come down, but we are always wary of each other doing the same thing again. And no, we've never had makeup sex, and there's no way we could be that vulnerable with each other. Hmm. What are Don't your say never. What are your thoughts on this? Um,
1: I think it, there's so many things that come to mind when I think of this question of like how – well. It says something like, how do you keep from getting emotionally damaged? And the first thought that came to my mind when I read this question was um, having a disagreement with someone does not equal harming mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that you have to harm them. Being, even being upset at someone doesn't mean you have to harm them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, that was the first thing that came to my mind is that I want to kind of rethink like just because we see things differently does not mean... Um, i'm dishonoring seth or mm-hmm. does that make sense
0: yeah i i'm gonna go a different route i guess so from family of origin stuff maybe your mom or dad or your whoever you grew up with had really bad fights and you're like i'd want to avoid all of that so we end up being conflict avoidant because fighting is you know maybe the worst thing ever in mm-hmm. our minds however i i don't like fighting i am a peacemaker and try to be as conflict avoidant as possible and you won't let me do that and I think that is better for our relationship so it's not like we fight all the time when we do it, it's 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 about things to make the marriage better it's not just like a nagging kind of thing like mm-hmm. eh, you know people yeah. being weird it's a better thing and um where am i going with this well, only, only fighting a couple times a year i think there's a, a lot of stuff that needs to be talked about and maybe both of you are scared so maybe you need the aom fight map like go there and also the clearing structure because you can talk about unpleasant conflictual things without it being you know uh, you know yeah, like if, if, if you say say that you have like an infection in your arm or something and it's like oh i need to go get it you know cut or stitched up or something. That's not the worst thing. Look at it as like, ah, oh, I have to do this, and after I do that, it will take care and release the pressure of the cut or the infection or whatever, and it'll make it better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't and they mean do that my arm is you know broken and stupid, and I shouldn't have an arm.
1: <laughs> I like that. Right. Stupid arm. Uh, the thing that came to my mind too is also that when you have a disagreement with somebody and you have a fight, I don't know, what call a fight. It's fight is the wrong mm-hmm. word. So Con- it's having conflict. like conflict, a disagreement. You don't see eye to eye about something. That does not mean that one person has to be the winner and the other person is the loser. Right. That's I think our old, an old model that people follow. Like, well, if I get my way, he won't get his way. That's now how let's I get thought about our, it. Let's a long do the time. we, right. you, me, and we. The yeah. Dan Siegel mm-hmm, concept, mm-hmm. where it's like we can have a difference of opinion. We can have. Um, you know, maybe you want the kids to be homeschooled and your wife wants them to go to public school. And that doesn't mean there needs to be a knockdown, dragout where you call people names. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is what you saw modeled in your home. And so you're terrified of it. Right. But just the acknowledge that and figure that out and see say am i afraid of conflict because of what i grew up with am i afraid of conflict because i saw my dad hit my mom or you know what why are you afraid Mm. of conflict why Mm. is your wife afraid of conflict and then also ask yourself what are your enneagram numbers like what are your enneagram Mm. types um what type of attachment style do you have are you conflict avoidant are you uh what is it um
0: Uh, attachment style um what Stuff. is it? Hold Secure, attached, uh-huh. So a, a thought that came to my mind right now is I have thought like this, like the this couple, a lot in our relationship. And it's a thing where I have to understand, like, Melanie is for me. Like, okay, let's just start out there. Melanie is for me. She wants to talk about something conflictual or anxiety-provoking or whatever. And I have to remind myself, okay... This is not about me versus her. Mm-hmm. She's right. I'm wrong. She always gets her way. It is only about we are on the same team. And mm-hmm. like from growing up, my mom and dad fought a lot, and I was like, ah, oh, he, you know, he's right or she's right, and it's her against him, and this and that. And I'm like, oh, that's just that doesn't sit well with me. And it, it sounds like maybe this couple is going through the same thing. Make sure before any argument, before any kind of like conflictual thing, it's like, okay, I am for you here, and I'm on the same team.
1: Well, and we, I have done that where I've said that during our arguments or whatever you call them, like Mm -hmm. where I can tell that Seth is feeling whatever he's feeling, like attacked or whatever, and I will say, look, I'm not against you. I want a solution, and I'm for you. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to examine there. I would say read Mel Robbins' book, I think it's called Taking Control of Your Life. I just read it, or listened to the audio version of it. It is flipping fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, It also has a free workbook. So go get the Mel Robbins book. What are you looking at me weird for? Is there like a booger on my face?
0: (laughs) Whenever we do these, like, I really think that your teeth are very beautiful. (laughs) They're like fine china porcelain <laughs> stuff and i just appreciate them and i'm well, just literally you. looking at them good so that's sorry great to trip you up um
1: i want to read what Brittany wrote it says my husband and i were seeing a counselor and he called it an intense time of fellowship which is fighting <laughs> <laughs> it's an intense time of fellowship i dig that i that's, dig that. that's pretty good I um, like that but reframe. thank you for that question and i think it's an uh i think we need to examine mm-hmm. why we're so afraid of fighting or having conflict okay. start there
0: yes okay next question how do i deal with my spouse who has a victim mentality he has laid the entirety of our problems on my shoulders and thinks that i don't care because i am not empathetic enough to his struggles he's literally said that his depression is due to me what are the best ways to deal with him and his accusations it's hard for me to talk to him at this point because now everything i say is a criticism and it's very frustrating on my end thank you so much you guys rock
1: are you married to me because it sounds like you're married to me five years ago that's weird
0: okay so (laughs) how did you have a victim mentality everything was your fault yeah and you know and what's funny is is
1: at that Mel Robbins book actually helped me see that, that Mm. it, because she talks about when you're afraid, you do the same patterns.
0: Too little, too late.
1: And, uh, oh, it's (laughs) over. Oh man. (laughs) Rats. (laughs) Um, but so it's a little, uh, I just almost repeated. It's a little too late. Um, but in the Mel Robbins book, she talks about when you're afraid you do the same thing. So every time That And not even just when I was afraid. Every time things weren't going my way, every time I felt like a failure, every time I thought things weren't um, panning out like I had hoped, I immediately turned everything at Seth and was like, it's your fault. Right. Because all of my ideas are great and everything I do leads to prosperity, which it doesn't. No, they don't. And they're not. Um, And so it's weird because I... I was that, but I had no clue mm-hmm. that I was that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I made it worse by trying, well... By acquiescing. One, yes, by acquiescing, by believing her. And then that created in me just like, oh, great, I can't do anything. Then I would internalize it. And it was just, it was stupid, right? So I should have known, but I didn't, so I'm not beating myself up here. I. It would have been way better if I said, I'm not picking up what you're putting down, mm-hmm. okay? And Well, let me stop it's you It's hilarious. And... Like you you don't do that when I do that to you. You know? You don't mm-hmm. pick it up and that makes me mad, you know? Because I'm like, "Oh, you do this to me all the time." And uh you're good at just being like, "I'm not picking Ate it up." Ain't my baby crying. Yeah, that's what you would would say. Are y'all in Dallas-Fort Worth? No, we are in Seattle. We were in Dallas this year. year. would be
1: fun to go there. And we're
0: going to be in Austin again in November. So Um, but what I something. will
1: say in regards to the um, victim mentality idea is that what what I think you have to do instead of pointing it out because that's not going to work. If you say, if you were to say to me, you blame me for everything, which he did, I would be like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't blame you. It is your fault. Right. Like I, I, I was manipulating my own mind and not having mm. any clue that I was doing it. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. Right. Never, never, never could have. So him telling me that I was blaming him never mattered and it never did. But what was uh, what I think would have been really helpful was if you actually would ask me, um, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And like, how can I, how can I, Seth, bring a solution to this problem? And, and you, I know that you, so, would nope. have,
0: you would have said, "Nope, hold on." You cannot not do it. You can think about me in the first place. Uh,
1: okay, whatever. That was cool. But um, I think what would have helped <laughs> me is is proving that I was wrong. Like, oh. like if you had said, "Well, how, okay, um, I cause all of your depression. How can I stop doing that?" Mm. And I would be like, uh, "Well." And then I would prove to myself, Mm -hmm. Seth actually isn't the source source of my depression. Does that make sense? Yes. I think it'd be a really fine line to walk and you'd have to do it without... You'd have to know yourself well enough to know Uh that you wouldn't get your feelings hurt if your partner just said it was your fault. So this is
0: serendipitous. See that black and the gray book right there? Grab those books for me. These are on my nightstand, right? So this, and Paul, if you're still watching, I think you'll like this. One book. One is called it's backwards. Extreme, Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. And then the other book is called Discipline Equals Freedom. Extreme Ownership talks about you, person, are literally responsible for everything that we do, all outcomes, every single thing. And I'm reading it right now. It's by a guy named uh, Jocko Willink, and he was a Navy SEAL. And he takes, uh, yeah, you are still listening. Good. <laughs> Paul. And, uh, it's um, I'm reading it again, and it's the understanding of you are not a victim, you mm-hmm. do have control, you can change and rewrite your own thing, right, mm-hmm. So I would have your husband check out that and but
1: but I will okay. say i and so invite him. this is gonna really sound tricky, but this is what I wish someone had done to me because Seth would take the bait, Seth would be like oh, man, I really am mm-hmm. making her depressed. Although he would be like, it doesn't seem like that's right, but I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he would kind of fall for it every time. And it doesn't sound like you're falling for it. So that's good. You're not falling for it because you're not responsible for your husband's depression. But the th- the trick is, how do you um, like lure, I just thought of like a... When you get to catfish, mm-hmm. like you put your finger in the water and you do mean that. When
0: you're noodling. When you're noodling. How do you know about noodling?
1: You, I'm married <laughs> to someone from the south, so I think of like how do you noodle your partner to to be more empowered? And I think of it would be something like. Um, oh man, depression does really suck. You know, there's a few things you can do. Let's see mm-hmm. if we can figure them out together. Let's see if maybe diet is something, you know, like mm-hmm. inv- noodle them, pull them your way right. just little by little, but not by going, you're blaming me for your depression and that's not right. Because I would have been like, Pff you're an idiot if right. that was what you were doing to me. Yeah. But you could have noodled me out into being uh, <laughs> out into understanding things differently. But all mm-hmm. it, it's it's all about the awareness of solutions, growth mindset, all of that stuff. But you can't be explicit about it. You can't overtly say this is what i'm doing to you mm-hmm. um you have to noodle in, in secret That's right. <laughs> secret noodling <laughs> secret
0: noodling there you go i think that's so funny Okay. yeah I, that's a great I, I question that you though. can this sounds counterintuitive but you can help him by not not picking up what he's putting down mm-hmm. and that's going to be and by inviting a of arguments that's going to be hard but don't pick up what he puts down and you're
1: really strong so you can do this like you can do it it's not going to break you you can do it
0: okay so this is a, a long question So, this this question uh, talks about... um, He's going to
1: read it, but kind of condense it.
0: Yeah. So, this morning, we woke up. uh, I told my husband, hey, do you think you can do two things for me? He's off... Um, and home all day with our little kid, and she asked for two chores to be done, and he said, yeah, no problem at all. Get some rest. It's, it's cool. Uh, I leave for work and get a call from him. He was calling to apologize because he started shutting down because he was getting frustrated with me. Apparently, he felt that I was being harsh. I kept asking him to explain, and he said, I don't know. This sounds like great a great communication moment. He's apologizing, and I'm trying to understand, but Um, I'm concerned. I don't know what I did and if I look back and I can't see what I did wrong or how I might have offended him. Um, I told him not to worry about his chores that I would help with this weekend and he still was feeling like he was harsh. She was harsh. That she was harsh to him and sometimes uh, he apologizes too much and even apologizes after sex and it's driving me crazy. I feel like he always apologizes for the dumbest things. Am I reading in too much to this? How can I communicate with him? It's really bothering me. And um, is this a normal guy thing? How uh, how can I, as a wife, support him in this and not go crazy? It's just that many of these apologies are really not necessary, and um, he doesn't need to apologize. Okay, so I can understand how... I think I did that for a while, right?
1: I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Well, I think that maybe you were coming off harsh, and I would internalize stuff and be like...
1: Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. No, so what... Yeah, what's interesting about that is that it's sort of both, I would say. It's not just him. It could also be you being harsh, uh-huh. but um, it's like, Seth, so for example, in our relationship, Seth is hypersensitive to if he thinks someone disapproves of him. Mm-hmm. So doesn't matter who it is. It can be, my dad could not talk to Seth. Like My dad doesn't talk to me, but my dad could not talk to Seth, and Seth would be like, your dad is so mad at me be like what's like, up no he's not he's just quiet and weird mm-hmm. um and so that so seth was internalizing someone else's behavior as oh i'm bad they're ignoring me this is so mm-hmm. bad i'm this and he would kind of shrink down and it was always negative it was never like oh seth uh, melanie's dad is busy didn't talk to me no big deal right it was like not not it it lacked self confidence and mm-hmm. so that is a thing that seth does and has done in our marriage so when i would say sort of curtly, like, hey, do the dishes, please. He would be like, oh, mm-hmm. d- oh I mean, I thought <laughs> I was, you know. It was oh. this, like, um, weird, very unhealthy dynamic where I was just being straightforward. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being a jerk. I wasn't being an a-hole. Right. But Seth could not uh, hear it for the, like, sort of just straight fa- straightforwardness it was. Mm-hmm. It was like it had to offend him. And so until we figured that out, mm-hmm. that um, dynamic of... Seth has sensitive points and I was kind of accidentally touching those sensitive points. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to, and he didn't mean to have those sensitive points, but once we figured that out, it was really, really helpful. So I would again suggest listening to the Mel Robbins book, uh, take control of your life. I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. And but as- this is
0: this is for her question about him. So from a I know, guy's, but have him look mm, at it. Yeah. Okay. So from a guy's perspective, it, I think well, maybe not even a guy's perspective, but maybe he feels like he is less than, and he's not living up to your expectations. So I'm just keeping on apologizing, and I understand that that would be that would be very annoying and kind of grating after a while so i think it's more of a it's a it's a his thing it may not be how you're talking to him too harshly i mean you know don't be a jerk about things but continue to use i statements and just speak and communicate in a very straightforward uh, way and i think that it maybe you could give him some resources on okay you don't have to internalize this stuff you don't need to apologize why what why do you what is the basis for your apologies? Are you thinking that you're, you know, disappointing me, that you're not living up to my expectations? Because that's not true. That's negative self-talk going on. Oh, I need to apologize. And she even said that he apologizes after sex. Why? You know, mm-hmm. are you acting like you're not enjoying it the whole time? You're like, come on, let's do this, whatever, this is for you. Then, yeah, there can be some weird feelings there. So how are you contributing to it also, And I'm not saying you're responsible, but, you know, sometimes inadvertently and unknowingly, we contribute Mm. to problems. Well,
1: and I would say, too, something that is not maybe the first thing that would come to mind is instead of saying, why do you always apologize? I wish Mm -hmm. you wouldn't apologize so Mm -hmm. much. Like, it hurts my feelings when you apologize. Like, instead of that, which is what I would do. Like, like, that's what I would have done in the past. That's why I'm saying that. Um, I would encourage you to encourage your partner. Mm -hmm. Like, when they apologize after sex, say, hey, no, I loved that. You do not need to apologize. Please don't apologize. Mm -hmm. It actually makes me feel kind of bad, so don't apologize. I loved it. You know, like, you can... you can." hand back that apology in a loving way, in an encouraging way. Um, If your partner calls you and says he was sorry for being emotional about how you whatever, just be...
0: Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you do that. You say, uh, when we're on the phone, you say, oh, well, I can let you go. I don't really need anything. I'm like, no, you called me. Why? This isn't a problem. You know, so you're kind of like, um, what what is it called? It's like, um, taking a really low position kind of thing. It's almost like you don't feel, or maybe your husband doesn't feel like they're important enough or worthy enough to, they feel like a bother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that that that's on him or her to kind of rearrange. And sometimes I know I've told you before, I'm like, hey, no, no problem at all. You don't apologize. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I and, think there's a way
1: that you could encourage mm-hmm. like, because it is a bid for something feels off in your partner, something mm-hmm. they, they feel sad or they feel sorry. Mm-hmm. And so that it, it, like, I want you to try to see can you change how you respond in a way that's going to empower your partner mm-hmm. to then feel like, yeah, no, you're mm. right. I don't need to apologize because this is a pattern mm. that's going to be really, really hard to break. Yeah. It's a pattern that he's been doing forever. So it's just going to take time. But th- mm. I don't want that to be a discouraging thing. I think it's going to be really um, e- exciting for for the changes that will come along yeah. once you start changing those patterns. But it I, takes a, I, awareness.
0: I remember times where I've just looked <laughs> you in the eye and said, no, you don't need to apologize. No inconvenience at all. Nothing. So No.
1: Don't i don't do that. ever i, I don't I know maybe you're that married times. to someone else so i'm not married to don't else. recall okay. that story but okay
0: i'm gonna read a question here let's see what self-work did you do to shift your mindset read
1: every audiobook ever on the planet that's right
0: read mel- tons of
1: books mel robbins wayne dyer oh yes wayne dyer all the time um tony robbins hal elrod hal
0: elrod is a good one um
1: and we will make a resource list because someone actually sent an email saying i really want a resource list for all the books that you talk about mm-hmm. so we'll try to get a really good one and we'll just essentially put our ebooks or sounds our like a bid for books.
0: intimacy yep you've listened to either us or john gottman That's before right. so right
1: um the other things to change our mindsets on things, like even watching TED Talks about growth mindset, Carol Dweck's work, mm-hmm. just immerse yourself in this stuff till it becomes familiar. I would listen to things when I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, but mm-hmm. I knew that they were good and healthy and positive things to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then listen to it over and over and over, like different um, vetted, you know, Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins um who else can we think of we said hal elrod uh, brendan brouchard uh-huh. max out guy what's his name Ed Milet. Ed Milet. Ooh, yes. Ed um, Milet. those types of people just uh who else what's that guy's name lewis house mm-hmm. you already said that mm-hmm. uh joyce meyer mm-hmm. yeah, i love joyce meyer um those kind of people just the order of
0: man podcast ryan oh Mickler yeah ryan and order of man that's a really good one and, who else uh Oh, no, no. We can include it in the resources. So, okay. Time to wrap up. We're almost at 25 minutes. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again on Instagram and Facebook Live. Remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook book Vic. like we talked about. John Maxwell. Yep. He's a great leader. Uh, he was on, let's see, Order of Man podcast, I think, or recently. even and it was Aaron right, Walker. Aaron Dave Walker. Dave
1: Ramsey, even. I mean, Rachel, Cru- these people are all like...
0: Oh, Guys, Anthony I talked O'Neill. to Dave Ramsey oh, yesterday on thursday Thursday. Uh, on Thursday, I called into the show, got in, and we talked about home building stuff. So go listen to that. It's, uh, I think, how a- to advice how to, on
1: home building, uh, the, advice
0: on the home building process yeah. or something like that. It's but Seth. I talked to him. It's the second time I've talked to him before. I called in a couple years ago about selling a house, and it was fun. So go check that out also. And we love you guys. Any parting words, Mel?
1: Please rate and review the podcast, it is extremely helpful. We'll read your review on the the show Um, and also go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage Mm -hmm. get your free audiobook on us please do that and share the podcast with your friends and tell us what's going on in your life we love you Oh wait a minute. So okay, wait, wait.
0: One more question, Melanie. Did you get your bathtub at this new apartment?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny about
0: this? She did get a clean bathtub.
1: The bathtub is nice. the The bathrooms are really. Lo- I mean, compared to what we had before, the bathrooms feel huge, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But listen to this.
0: Oh boy. The, because
1: it's an apartment, um, and like you know, I'm sure it's like a safety thing. The bottom of the bathtub is like um,
0: scratchy. Scratchy,
1: <laughs> so you don't fall. <laughs> so it's like so literally. Not- literally the same problem I had at the other house minus that it was like an old you can old, get a mat
0: though for that I
1: guess you can but it's hilarious it makes me laugh every time I get in the tub I'm like how is that how but <laughs> I love the bathrooms in this apartment they're really big and they're yeah. laid out really wonderfully so and I love yeah. that
0: you asked the question <laughs> I do too <laughs> so thanks thanks Rachel but yeah okay we'll catch uh, you guys probably Monday we might take tomorrow off but uh, join us bright and early Monday morning and we love you guys peace out send in
1: your questions bye, bye.